UCLA wins 45-17. Dominant over Colorado. Are they actually improving? Are they showing signs of potentially bidding Washington? Let's react to this bad boy and grade our offense, the defense, everything in between, and tell you some telling statistics how the Bruins grind out opponents in the second half. This is Locked On UCLA. Let's hit that music. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey everybody, it's your favorite host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. If you're watching on Twitter, you can follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, you can follow me on Twitter at Zach Handyox. You can follow the show at Locked On Bruins. Most importantly, thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen. Each and every day, it's free on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And go to YouTube. Keep hitting that subscriber button. Love seeing the comments. Where should UCLA move to and play their games? Are they going to get a bunch of points, a bunch of yards this game? Who knows? We love it. We love driving the conversation between everybody. Go Bruins. UCLA, 45-17 victory over Colorado, 4-0, and moving the Buffs to 0-4. That's good enough to get an 8 clap for Bruin fans. But first, just a reminder that this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. You can post your job for free on LinkedIn.com with LinkedIn Jobs. Terms and conditions apply. Get those hands in the air, Bruin fans. Time for an eight clap. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. U C L A. UCLA fight, fight, fights. As UCLA is ready to rock and roll this week, Washington. But first, let's react to how they dominated the Buffaloes. All intents and purposes, UCLA was supposed to win this game by many points, score a lot, and keep the Buffaloes, and eh, not too many points. A couple of those things were done. Yeah, Colorado scoring 17, ending the scoreless route for opponents in the fourth. Whatever it may be, let's hit right to it. The offense getting to the forefront. UCLA's offense, no turnovers, 515 yards of offense, and most importantly, again, for the third time this season with another solid performance offensively interestingly enough for UCLA the third time they put up 45 points in a single game whatever that number is why it is 45 for the third time this season in all four games UCLA has put up at least 32 or more points so obviously the offense is clicking and they were able to improve upon from what they did last week against South Alabama DTR 19 for 23, 234 yards in the air, two TDs, and 56 yards rushing. No turnovers for him, obviously, as I just mentioned. DTR, good. We saw Ethan Garbers come in, complete three passes, throw a passing touchdown late. So seeing both quarterbacks, DTR, getting the early rest. And also getting some rest for the likes of Zach Charbonnet, who had nine carries, 104 yards, and three TDs with only 11 with over with only nine carries and over 11 yards per carry as Charbonnet was nothing short of fantastic in fairly limited duty, right? We had the big highlight reel runs, chopping his steps, putting the cut foot down, cutting back, making defenders in open space look kind of foolish like we all would if we had to try and tackle Zach Charbonnet in the open field. But he gets a dominant day. We expected him to play well, in which he did, 
only having nine official carries. I believe one of them called back due to a penalty, but only nine carries, 104 yards. The Bruins churn out over 200 yards rushing on the ground. Not as big as Colorado's defense had been allowing on the rushing side, over 348 yards on the rushing side of things. But for UCLA, they were able to get things done, move it on the ground, keep Charbonnet rested, not turn over the ball, which if you flash back to last week against South Alabama, the Bruins did put up 32 points, but so many times when they're knocking on the door on more scores, UCLA was able, not able to punch it in because of lack of execution. Yesterday, or I should say on the weekend, UCLA was able to find a way to execute the majority of their plays, maybe outside of a fourth and two run where they use Keegan Jones, surprisingly in a fourth and short, than a, than a Zach Charbonnet when they were deeper into Colorado territory. Overall, UCLA, fairly, fairly good. You saw a lot of read option plays, DTR making sure that the handoffs were secure. No fumbling on the goal line. No other weird pitch malfunctions on the offense. Cleaned up that. And as we've seen so far moving forward, Chip Kelly and company has been able to fix things going forward. Special teams week one, complete disaster. All of a sudden, it was crucial in the victory against South Alabama. From week three to week four, South Alabama game, UCLA coughing up the football. They did move it, but really not as successfully as they would have liked. Against Colorado, whoever UCLA put in there, whether it was the 10 different receivers that walked away with the catch, the two quarterbacks that had passing touchdowns, the, the multiple multitude of rushers, Charbonnet taking the forefront in the spotlight with his big runs, including the 46-yard touchdown that put the game away right after the half as the Bruins took control. UCLA cleaned things up. No mishandled carries. And I know there's maybe one couple shaky throws from DTR. Cam Brown ripping it out of midair amongst the Bruins. Multi crazy amount of receivers. 10 making catches against Colorado. UCLA again, over 500 yards of offense, continuing to dominate, continue, continuing to put up some points against the hapless opponent in the Colorado Buffaloes, which was expected. A team that had given up a bunch of points, that doesn't score a lot of points. UCLA walks away with the victory. So it is nice to see the week in and week out improvement from UCLA. As I mentioned, limits the amount of negative plays the offense does. Keep moving forward. Limit the turnovers. And UCLA does, as we've asked probably, right? Not as spectacularly running for 500 billion yards or something ridiculous, right? But if you truly get to the nitty-gritty of this 4-0 UCLA team, looking specifically at the offense for this segment, UCLA has improved in different little things. Only leading 21-10 to 10 at halftime. And just like they've done throughout this seven-game winning streak, they've blitzed opponents in the second half with just relentless, relentless pace and continuing to score points and make adjustments. That's all Chip Kelly and the Bruins need to do going forward. For that, I'll give the UCLA offense a B-. And you ask, hey, why are we giving them a B-? 45 points again, no turnovers. But going forward, UCLA's offense may have to account for defensive struggles against the teams like the likes of Washington, which has the, the passing yards leader in the nation with Michael Penix Jr. Utah, they speak for themselves. They, they're, they're a dominant bunch, and if UCLA might have to score at home, they might have to do that. Going to Oregon, well, despite what Oregon showed week one against Georgia, they could still put up the points with the best of them, including tough teams in the Pac-12. Bruins need to score points. And regardless of how SC shakes out, that UCLA-SC game, I think, later in the year will be a shootout. 
So the Bruins still having to work their way forward. A B-minus performance. Charbonnet really reflecting good despite limited usage. Both good and bad there because of the likes of, all right, giving him a, a kind of a pitch count there, making sure he's rested for a short week against Washington. But we truly want to see Charbonnet have the most amount of carries. We want him to lead the team in carries. It's been a few weeks since he's actually done that. Keegan Jones outcarried him last week against South Alabama. And for UCLA's Charbonnet, he had nine carries so far in the in, in the in the game overall for Charbonnet, nine carries. He actually did technically lead the team in carries, but but you know what I'm saying. We want the 15 to 20 carry game where he grinds it out, the Bruins run it down someone's throat, and truly dominate, which we saw last year with the combination of Charbonnet and Britton Brown. So he did technically lead the team in carries, only nine, dominating while doing so officially, 104 yards and three TDs on the ground, exposing a terrible Colorado rush defense. But it's time to expose UCLA's defense to talk about the good after I tell you some words about LinkedIn jobs. There, These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Simple tools like screening questions makes it easy for you to focus on the right candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, as we continue to rumble on Locked On UCLA, Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer with you guys as we go, ooh, baby, ooh, baby, one, two, three, yes, go. Yeah, excitement, true excitement for Locked On UCLA. So defensively, getting right to it, the Bruins excited. They got the, they were able to get some stops. Colorado did move the football, but for UCLA, they were able to make some stops and again, dominate in the second half. 45-17, again, that was an 11-point game at the half. But for the Bruins, the UCLA side completely breaking the doors down as we talk about the defense. Again, the offense graded as a B-. minus. The defense, let's get down to the nitty-gritty of it. Only allowed 309 yards defensively, so good 200 yards of plus margin for the Bruins offensively, just dominating on the grounds. They did score in the end of the first half, coming back, getting that last TD drive right before the end of that first half before halftime. But the Bruins forcing a couple turnovers, including the pick of Josh McCown, excuse me, Owen McCown, the son of former NFL QB, Josh McCown. And then got the fumble, five sacks, Leatu Latu, spectacular three sacks. We saw Grayson Murphy a couple of sacks. The Bruins overall totaling five sacks for the day, eight tackles for loss, four QB hurries, while limiting a, a very limited Colorado defense, Colorado offense, I should say, going forward, which has struggled so far this year. I know I thought I saw some notes pointed out where Colorado's passing attack against the Bruins 
in the first half, close to the first quarter, had more yards than they had in the entirety of three separate games against the opponents of Minnesota, TCU, and whoever Colorado had played before that. They, they had had some success, mind you, against a quarterback for UCLA where Colorado had given three guys first-team reps. McCown wins the job, arguably the one who's the youngest, the guy that's the least amount of tape compared to what UCLA had seen before, and the lefty, which UCLA will see this weekend, this Friday night, against Michael Penix Jr. So helps out the Bruins a little bit to see a lefty who can eh, throw it a little bit, not exactly at the moment of the caliber of Michael Penix Jr. It was Owen McCown who was able to throw for over 250 yards, did force the turnover, forced the hurries, but it was a bit of a bend but don't break defense for the Bruins in this one with Bill McGovern's crew. They moved the ball, missed the field goal early, went for the fake punt. Great to see Bo Calvert and the Bruin defense ready for the fake punt early in the second half on fourth and three. UCLA saw Gabriel Murphy lost to targeting. Fortunately, misses that part of the game, and we'll see how that changes things going forward. But his twin brother, which we should just say Murphy twin, Murphy twin out, Murphy twin in, as is the joke, kind of the inside joke with the UCLA coaching staff. They've told the media, Murphy twin, Murphy twin. So Murphy twin out. Better Murphy twin in, and UCLA Bruins, all they do is win at the moment. 4 nothing or 4 no, I should say. Carl Jones Jr., the interception, UCLA forcing the turnovers. And again, as I point out, the improvement from week to week, we got to look at this. We're not going to give a high, a spectacular grade to the defense this week, but we will say the improvement week to week. Last week, there wasn't a lot of negative plays forced by the defense other than a couple of turnovers. There was the likes of... South Alabama on the positive front, moving the ball down the field. This week, UCLA finally found their opponent, Colorado. Yes, we can talk about their offense being inefficient and inept all day long, but what they did was force them backwards at times, getting pressure despite the interior defensive line issues from the edge. Leatu Latu, the, the Washington transfer, his story's been told already, but he's been battling and they've been battling to get pressure on the quarterback four stops, and that's what they did impressively building from week to week. It's a building from the end of 2001 here to this 4-0 start. And while it's not been electric, exciting, or you know, solidifying our trust in this UCLA team just yet, at least for most of the fans, we have to realize this team is getting better in certain aspects. There's things that are adjustments are made, guys making plays, and this week it's Leatsulatsu the one who gets the defensive shutout from me last week or the week before, John John Vons, all these guys. This time, it's Leatu Latu, who is spectacular. All the love to him. And the Bruins, again, only giving up one second-half score late in the fourth quarter in garbage time when the Bruins were able to have a big lead, 45-10. to 10. So the Bruins defensively, this is how we're going to grade them. Bear with me. Worse than the offense, I'll say C+. Yes, despite all the, the tackles for loss, the lack of yards, all that, UCLA did allow Colorado to move the football in that first half specifically before second-half adjustments were made. But to be good for this UCLA team, if they want this A-plus performance grade from myself truly, you're playing Washington. That's got the nation's leader in passing yards through the first four weeks of the season. You could ask about who's Washington played so far, but nonetheless, Washington's going to come in with an attack and a head coach that's already diced up a UCLA defense in recent years. Gets a different coordinator, yes, but a guy who knows certainly how to coach in Kalen DeBoer with a quarterback who is fairly, fairly more than adequate. He is 
pretty spectacular in Michael Penix Jr. Utah, that's going to be a tough game at home. Oregon, all that. USC, very tough games going in the Pac-12. And Colorado is only going to be the easiest of them all as UCLA's 1-0 in conference. So UCLA defense, a C-plus grade. To get an A-plus, you got to get better. Getting the Bs, getting the As. They've made improvements, but yet you need to be even more spectacular against teams who are going to be better going forward and who can move the football. And with a short week, UCLA's got to fix some things, work some things out, and make sure that their passing defense gets a lot better against a team that thrives on throwing the football with Michael Penix Jr. and what's shown to be, at least in the moment, a Washington Husky team that can move the ball and score the points with the best of them in the conference amongst the top 15 in the nation. 15 team in the nation. So UCLA defense, C plus, UCLA offense, B minus. Differing grades. We'll move forward. Let's tell you this telling statistic about this seven-game winning streak and why the Bruins are building towards something special this year. Not impressive for all for by any means for this UCLA team, but UCLA seeing 10 different receivers making plays, defensive guys stepping up whether it was a Matt Sykes touchdown or a Latu Latu uh, coming up with the, some sacks defensively. Sykes getting the receiver touchdown, his first career touchdown as a junior. This team is building, moving forward week by week, game by game. And despite the lack of excitement behind Chip Kelly or the fan base going into games or the lack of excitement in the non-conference schedule, you can go back to the end of 2021 when Colorado wasn't Owen for the season. They were a competitive team, more competitive team at least than last this this team for last year. A USC team in the Coliseum against Cal and what ended up being the regular season finale. And UCLA dominated the last part of that season, saw the bowl game canceled, and has carried the momentum, kind of, into this season. Where am I going with this? How UCLA wears down teams in the second half has been a glaring oversight from everybody else coming in to watch these Bruins. UCLA is dominating teams this year in the second half. 78-21, to 21, UCLA this year alone is outscoring teams in the second half. That's a plus 57-pointer differential. Almost 60 points better than every team they've played in the second half. And you're looking at me seeing in the camera, Zach, or if you're listening at home, Bowling Green, Alabama State, Colorado, you give South Alabama a little pass there. And I say yes. Trends don't stop there. UCLA's outscored teams 37-7, to plus 30 in the fourth quarter. The only score has been Colorado's late garbage time touchdown. Two minutes left in the game on Saturday, and UCLA was up big, 35 points, 45-10, before UCLA's defense gave up a late touchdown for the Buffaloes. Okay, plus 30. Again, you're pointing to the opponents. But you see a trend going back to the end of the 2021 season, where UCLA started this winning streak, seven straight games, back against Colorado in the Rose Bowl, where they won 44-20, to a game where UCLA was down 10 at the half. One of a couple big comebacks for the Bruins of down multiple scores. Not big, but multiple scores. They outscored Colorado in the beginning part of the comeback, or this seven-game winning streak, 34-0 in the second half back in 2021, and dominated in the fourth quarter, 14-0. Against SC in the second half, in that big 62-33 win, UCLA outscored SC by 18, 34-16, and 20-7 in the fourth quarter. Against Cal, they blitzed the Golden Bears in a close game at halftime, ran away with it, 
25 nothing in the second half and 15 nothing in the fourth quarter. I know there's different pieces. You mix in the, the transfers. You're mixing guys who go to the draft. But largely, with some key pieces still around, mixing the defensive coordinator, and with Chip Kelly still at the helm, a lot of these things are built foundationally as a program. And moving forward as a seven straight wins, as the Bruins look to make it eight against the Huskies, UCLA over seven straight games have gone and outscored opponents by over 130 points in the second half alone. 171 points scored for the Bruins, only allowing 37 points in the second half of seven games. Yeah, UCLA, if you can do that math, is only allowing approximately five points, a little over five points per game in the second half of games. So you cut out the first half, second half of games, they're only scoring about five points in the second half. And you do the quick math for the, the UCLA side, 171 divided by seven. That's over 20 plus points per game. That's 23 approximate points per game in the second half alone. So that means whatever adjustments they're making, whatever they're playing, they're putting up points, wearing them down, whether it was the Charbonnet Britton Brown connection last year, whether you think it's just the terrible schedule this year, this has been a trend that's building and building and building, and it might culminate into something truly special this year. As while they haven't been flashy, UCLA's done some stupid things offensively, defensively, special teams, all facets of the game. You could point to the crowd, you could point to other things. But it's a UCLA team that, regardless of the atmosphere, who's there to support them, regardless of what's going on or who the opponent is, UCLA has come in. Despite how they start, the cliche is how you finish. The Bruins have finished fairly strong. They've outscored opponents in this winning streak, 86-14. to 14. Over 70 more points in the fourth quarter alone against who they've played so far. And yes, while it's not Oregon and Utah, it's still building and building. And if there's ever a trend that is a good trend to have, this is one where UCLA, while they're not exactly always building holes from the self, for themselves, like South Alabama, they climbed out of one. When Colorado was a little close, what do good teams do? They pull away. What happened against Bowling Green? They were down early, came away, got in the lead fairly quickly, and then pulled away late. Alabama State, closing in in that middle second quarter, UCLA ran away before halftime and made it not even a game by the time the third quarter had pretty much started against the Hornets of Alabama State. You can say the same thing at the end of 2021. But we have to take note that despite the lack of love across the nation or even from the UCLA community for this UCLA team, the Bruins only three votes in the top 25 in the AP, six votes in the USA Today coaches poll. They're going to go against the gauntlet of three straight ranked opponents and then SC later. So four of these top 15 teams UCLA is going to face in the Pac-12, they're all ranked. USC, Washington, Utah. And Oregon, I guess, yeah, the Oregon, obviously. The, those, the gauntlet is three games in a row in the next four weeks because of the bye, two of those at home. This is truly where we find the character of this UCLA team. To beat Washington is what the Bruins need at minimum, at the minimum, to make this a Rose Bowl contending team. And while you can point to who Washington has played or who they haven't, with the big home win against Michigan State on their resume, they haven't had to find a way for them, I think, to go on the road, but we'll detail the Huskies moving forward with their new head coach and quarterback. UCLA, got to be better defensively, got to fine-tune to be more perfect offensively. But again, the, the trend is they go in the locker room, and what comes out 
is a different Bruins team, whether they all put on Joe Bruin mascot heads in the, in the locker room and say, all right, let's channel the inner fighting of a Bruin, whatever it's they read the pyramid of success at halftime, whether they look up lore of UCLA teams of the past, it's UCLA who is dominating and coming through with big wins through and through. So we should, uh, we should be a little bit excited room for growth, but the Bruins dominate against Colorado and big ones coming up. We'll talk about the, the potential new Nigerian signee for UCLA basketball this year, another international signee, a 6'10 center. We'll get to that. There's some slight reports, no confirmations yet, but I've heard, especially in the comments, thanks for hitting us up in the comments. We looked at it, waiting for official comment confirmation for UCLA hoops getting stuff. We're going to preview Washington. And Friday night, we will post a late recap video and audio of the podcast of the Bruins game against Washington. So immediately after that game, regardless of how late it is, we will post the reaction in full detail immediately after. Just remember, Friday night after the UCLA game against Washington, we're getting right to it. We're not going to wait till Monday. We're posting it right away, and we'll get to the reaction right away. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, go make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen. Spencer McLaughlin does a great job. Pac-12 thriving in the, st- in the top 25. The Bruins just still getting... Eh, maybe as deserved, not too much respect, but a chance to prove it in the gauntlet middle portion of the season. We'll talk with more of you guys rest of the week. In the meantime, let's get that Bruin 8 clap ready. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You see, LA, you see, LA, fight, fight, fights. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins. <laughs>